Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 79 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's, for today's episode, our topic is tarot rituals. And I am bringing on a very special guest, my friend Gabriella Herstick, who is the author of Craft, How to Be a Modern Witch. And by the way, this is going to be available in the United States very soon, and it's going to be retitled Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Art. So you want to keep an eye on that September 4th. Welcome, Gabriella. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I am so delighted that you're making the time to talk about tarot with me today. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's one of my favorite things with one of my favorite people. So I'm excited for it. Yay. Well, you know, I love your book, Craft. I think it is so beautiful. It's so useful. So first of all, I want to thank you for writing it. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And, you know, you've covered so many things in that book. So it really is kind of like this book that really has so many different magical aspects to it. And one of the things I love is that you have a whole section on tarot in your book. And one of the things that you mentioned in that book is creating your own ritual for reading cards. So I'd love to talk with you about that today. Yeah, absolutely. So for one, you mentioned how important it is to cleanse your deck regularly. I'd like to start there. Can you talk about that and how to do it? Sure. So, I mean, honestly, most of my practice with tarot is super personal. I use it more for introspection, like my own daily life than I do really for reading other people, though I do read for other people. Um, But even though I'm using it for myself, like anything else, just like I cleanse myself using salt bath or um, selenite or sage or polisandro, I make sure to do the same with my cards just because you know, we're working with them not only with our hands, which I feel like holds a lot of energy, but we're literally creating this relationship connection with them and they pick our, you know, they pick our energy up. So I think it's really important to cleanse your cards regularly. Um, and there's a lot of ways to do that. I usually just use uh, the smoke of a sacred herb like Palo Santo or sage or mugwort if you want to get more connected to like your intuition and psychic sense. And you'll just do it like, um, you'll just like the herb and kind of loft the deck in the smoke. My friend actually showed me that she puts a piece of Palo Santo in her cauldron and will just set her deck on top of the cauldron, which I think is really cool. Um, you can even probably leave them in a bowl of salt or outside in the full moon. But I just think it's kind of like energetic TLC to cleanse your deck. It's, it just feels good. And then you really know that you have a fresh slate, especially if, if you're eating for yourself and you had... Uh, like a very, you know, like a lot of emotions attached to a certain reading or if you're reading for somebody else, knowing that there's not like any residual energy from the other person you're reading before that. Mm. Right on. That makes total sense because, you know, everything picks up on energy. Everything exactly. does. I mean, exactly. even the chair I'm sitting in right now is full of my energy and the cat's energy who's been on here <laughs> earlier. So, uh, you know, energy whether you can see it or feel it or not, it is there. And cleansing stuff is super important. I agree. I mean, I even cleanse, like, my phone and my television. So it's, my deck is just, like, another thing that I just add to that list of, like, spiritual maintenance. Right on. So you also mentioned about picking questions before picking a spread. 
And I'd like to talk about that. Why is it important for you to think about the question, which really does feel also like a little ritual, before you pick a spread? So for me, I I mean, honestly, the spreads I use, I feel like we each kind of find the few that work for us, like pretty regularly. But having an idea of what I'm asking, whether it's more of something like on the physical plane or like spiritual, and I pick a spread that will dive deeper into that, like, you know, there are some spreads that examine my, like, the senses or what, like, the elements. And if I'm not doing something, if I'm not, if I'm not asking for introspection about something that's related to that specific spread, it just doesn't necessarily mesh up. I feel like kind of having an idea of the question you're asking beforehand can help you make the whole ritual of, you know, reading your cards a little bit more holistic. That way, your spread complements your, your question and can dive into some more nuance pieces of that versus like not necessarily having an overarching question or picking after the spread because there are so many different spreads and I actually really like to make my own to help me um really like personalize and get deeper into what I'm examining yeah that I love I love making my own spreads too and you know there's a a bunch of different there's so many different spreads to choose from so you know on that topic what types of spreads might you pick for different readings for example if you are asking about a decision you want to make around a job versus wanting to understand your partner what spreads might you choose and why um so honestly I have like a big book of spreads that I'll, I'll like flick through a lot um I'm just like I really love the Star Child Tarot has a really beautiful, um, a, a few beautiful spreads that I'll use. But for like for job stuff, I might honestly just do like past, present, future to examine what wasn't necessarily working, what's in the present, and what's going to be coming or what I'm, you know, bringing in with the job. Whereas with something more relationship, I'll probably do some something more internal and personal. Um, so examining like my own insecurities or something. Um, I think there's one called like the star seed spread and the star child tarot that takes a little bit more of like a spiritual approach. And I'd probably do something more like that or um, just find something that examines less of the outer workings of stuff and more personal. I feel like love, especially with partnerships, a lot of it is like examining our own internal situations and obviously also those of our partner if we're reading about them but I wouldn't necessarily do like you know like a Celtic cross for something that's partnership based if it's more of a spiritual thing mm-hmm. that makes total sense I love that so one of the things you mentioned also in your book um, is about breathing and shuffling with intention can you tell me what it means to breathe and shuffle with intention yeah so I mean, you know, I'm not always the best about this. I pull my cards every morning, and sometimes I am in a rush, and I don't really have the chance to drop in and feel it with my body. But I really think that when we're centered in ourselves, our tarot readings are only going to be more more authentic and real, and we're, we're only going to be able to be more connected to the deck if we're connected to our own energy. So I always like to drop in and breathe and really just get connected to my body. I'm an air sign like you, and I have a tendency to be all in my head. And although that can serve me with, you know, spiritual practices like tarot, I feel like I always want to make it as integrated as possible. So taking some time to really breathe into my body and connect to everything and keeping my question in my mind's eye and then shuffling while breathing and really just 
imagining my energy seeping into the cards is just, again, kind of ritualizing the act of reading tarot. And for me, like, that is just part of the whole practice of it, like, connecting to myself and then reading and kind of knowing where I am energetically as a way to inform, inform my readings. I love that. You know, one of the things that I, I like to do, too, if I'm working with a client is like if they're shuffling, if I'm working with them in person and they shuffle the cards, then when I lay out the cards after I do the, you know, answer the question, then I reshuffle the cards again as a way to also just kind of keep the energy between me and the client connected and also to kind of cleanse out their energy. So the next question is going to be coming again with new intention. I love that. Yeah, exactly. It's a connection. I feel like connection is the perfect word for that. So, you know, you also mentioned about taking notes and recording your reading, which, you know, writing things down, in my opinion, as a writer, it does have that very ritualistic feeling to it, and journaling especially. So yeah. why do you think it's important to take notes and record your tarot reading? Well, I uh, so my book really is for, like, people that are kind of just starting on this path or might not necessarily, like, have a ton of knowledge. And I think that, I mean, tarot is like anything else. It's, you know, like a muscle and you learn. And for me, seeing the patterns and having a record of them is a super easy way to like learn, the, again, the nuances of the cards. So if I see that I've, you know, if I record that I've pulled the two of wands and then I see that I pulled it like every other reading I've done for myself the past week, then I can go back and connect it and see like how in my life this is manifesting or what it what it's showing it's just I think a really easy way to kind of keep a record so you can see the patterns and have a deeper understanding of the cards especially when you're first starting out because you might you know like we are our worlds our views color how we view the cards and right having a record of that is just I feel like a very easy way of understanding them and like you said writing is its own ritual and I learned the best when I write things down so so do I you know just listening isn't enough I love to write things down. I always retain it better. Mm -hmm. I feel then it's more experiential for me. Uh, I tend to be a very visual, very experiential learner. So I think writing it down is is great for beginners. And, you know, it's interesting because I've been keeping tarot journals on and off for years, and I still love to write down my readings after all this time because it really does, again, it makes you very intentional. It's almost like you're embodying the reading. Exactly. It's it's just a way to kind of integrate that information and have it, you know, in the future when you're kind of maybe stumped about how something turned up. Yeah. So let's say now you've done all these wonderful tarot readings. Well, what is your advice about grounding and centering after doing a reading? I know that there's ways to do it before, but nobody ever talks about doing it after. What is your ritual for kind of coming down and getting back back down to earth, so to speak, after doing yeah. a tarot reading? So again, like. I'm I most of the tarot readings I do for myself and I'm probably not as strict about this when I'm you know with my own energy just because I know myself pretty well but especially with anybody else when you're allowing yourself to connect with somebody at the level of like reading their cards and really like listening to their intuition as well you know you don't necessarily know what they're going through you don't know what kind of energy that they're holding and I just I'm just in the camp if, if you're grounding before a spiritual exercise or some kind of magic, it's important to like complete that cycle and also ground after. Um, a really easy way to do that is just to, again, breathe. Like a lot of the times before um, 
I do some kind of magic or a reading, I'll imagine my spine extending into a golden cord that connects to the earth as just a way for me to be connected to the energy around me. And I'll just take a second after I'm done with my magic or reading to imagine that cord moving back up my body, releasing any energy that's not mine. Um, and also just going into child's pose and pressing my forehead into the earth and imagining any energy that's not mine or any excess energy melting back into the earth is one of my favorite ways to ground. But I really just think that taking the time to like release any energy that, you know, might have stuck to you or might have not necessarily that might not be yours is just a really important practice, especially when you're like energetically intimate with somebody else yeah. as you are when you're in a tarot reading. Absolutely. You're swapping energy, you know, you, yeah. and it's so easy to get those energetic cords entangled with yours. So the grounding and centering practice is so, so important. I love the idea of doing child's pose after a reading. I never thought about that. Yeah, I haven't, I don't know if I've actually like done that specifically after a tarot reading, but that's one of my favorite ways to, um, to ground my energy after mm. a magical practice. It feels really nice. It does, and it's, I mean, really, you're completely putting your whole body down on the earth, and the forehead to the earth does have that very rooting feeling for the third eye. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like you're kind of being embraced by Mama Earth, which is always nice. Yeah, I love that. So lastly, in your book, you have a tarot spell to help heal karmic wounds. Can you talk about tarot and magic? Absolutely. So, you know, magic is action plus intention plus energy so it's when we use stuff on you know the more subtle realm to create a change on the physical realm and magic works on the subconscious level it uses symbols it uses rituals it uses stories it's not logical and tarot is like totally the language of our subconscious in a lot of ways it works with archetypes there are all these you know different associations whether it's astrology or numerology or even kabbalah um and i think that using the tarot and this and using specific cards as a way to kind of focus our energy um it's just such it just i don't know i feel like it just makes so much sense to utilize it in magic like even um if you're just doing a spell on and you have, you know, a couple of cards on your altar, it's just this like this easy language that if, especially if you work with the cards that your mind can pick up on, on such a subtle level, that's so powerful. Um, a lot like using sigils, which are charged symbols that your mind doesn't really understand, but that you've charged with intention. So it's released on the subconscious level. Um, and yeah, I just feel like tarot magic is just, it's such an easy way to work with the cards on a level that's not just reading them. It's really embodying them and kind of understanding them in a way that helps you infuse your magical practice with a little bit more subtleties, I guess. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but mm-hmm. I, I just think it it's just easy. And it's, I, I mean, I love the imagery of the tarot, so I just I think that using something that's beautiful also is always kind of a good idea for our subconscious. Oh, yeah. And because it's visual, I mean, it's it's art. You know, art is very magical. And mm-hmm. when you look at it, you feel something, right? So, Absolutely. I mean, you look at the Eight of Swords, you get a feeling about that. It makes you feel constricted, maybe trapped, maybe very yeah. inward. Whereas something like the sun feels so open and mm-hmm. positive. So the visual thing, I think, is, the visual aspect of it, the art of it, does inspire 
intention and, and creates a great place to focus your energy on. Exactly. So I want to thank you so much for chatting with me about tarot. Can you tell my audience what projects you're working on next, where to find your book, and where to find you online? Yes, of course. So I am, besides being an author, my um, other job is freelance writing. So I do a lot of that for Nylon magazine. I have a column called Ask a Witch, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, I also write for Hello Giggles and a few other websites. My book is going to be coming out in September, on September 4th in the States, as Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft. And it's currently out now in the UK as Craft, How to Be a Modern Witch, which you can get on Amazon UK and um, some other British retailers. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Gabby Hersick, and that's G-A-B-Y-H-E-R-S-P-I-K. Well, for everybody who's listening, you definitely want to get in her world and follow her on Twitter and Instagram, and you want to get the book. The book really is fantastic. I love it. I think it's gorgeous, and I think it's a great intro for people who are new to all this stuff, but you know what? It's even good for old hands like me because I love learning about fashion magic, so it's all good. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. And I want to thank you again for listening. Have a beautiful day. And don't forget, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would take a minute and write a short and sweet review in iTunes. This will help more tarot-curious folks find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I love to close out by saying this. Pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that because nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>